welcome to episode one, everybody. I am Tony, your host, and on this episode today, I have a very good friend with me, Jen. Say hi, Jen. Hi. <laughs> and what we're gonna talk about today is actually crazy things we had to do at work, and I didn't realize we actually had a lot of crazy stories. <laughs> this is true. We definitely do, and it seems like endless. Yeah, Jen. So, what's one of Let's let's start the bar low and then we'll up it. But okay. I got a feeling none of that is going to matter. So what's the craziest thing you had to do at work, but at the lowest bar possible? Lowest bar possible. Wow. Um, craziest thing I've had to do was actually one of the sound studios that I was interning for. And... Um, one of the things I had to do was um, help out one of the engineers. Um, he, was, he was starting to get fried. And, you know, I was, I was just supposed to be cleaning uh, the studio as they were working. So it always looks professional, always looks good. And he came out of the session and he was like really tired. And he was just like, uh, uh, Jen, um, uh, you're going to start being engineer. Uh, you're running through one and two. Good luck. And I was like, what? I, I, I have to walk in? Oh, God. And so I walk into the studio and the client is like looking and he goes, oh, what happened to, you know, so-and-so? And I was just like, um, well, he had to take an important phone call. Um, he'll be back shortly. But he told me to just keep running the session because stuff is running really, really good. And um, I'll, I'll end up, uh, we'll just keep going. And it was one guy singing using his keyboard, which sounded, every song sounded the same. And this guy just wanted to keep, you know, like, touching me in a way. And he, he, had, he was coughing up a storm. And it was just like, God, I wish I had a radiation suit at this moment. So for me, that's like a low point, you know, because you're like thinking, okay, I have to put up a lot here. And this is a crazy moment because I just got thrown into this. And now I'm going to be, you know, hopefully coming back out of it, you know, really easily. So and I was. So that was like one of the steps that of crazy things. But um, I know as we keep going through this episode, I know I'm going to start thinking more of other moments. Yeah, I know we're going to be bouncing off each other quite a lot because I actually had a very similar story from when I got thrown in some, uh, into some random stuff. Like when I was a junior web developer at a company I was at for a while, there was a lead dev and everything. And apparently he couldn't make his own meeting to a client. And keep in mind, I've just joined the team. It's been a week and I was helping out wherever I could have. And next thing you know, I get a notification from a boss saying, hey, go to that meeting. And I'm like, what do you mean go to that meeting? I, I don't know what this meeting is supposed to be about. What am I supposed to show? <laughs> and he goes, that project you've been working on, go show them how everything works. And I'm like, wait, what do you mean go show them how everything works? <laughs> I barely joined a week ago and I only know what I've worked on. And so clearly there was no talking out of it. And I went to the meeting there was two people sitting around the conference table. And I'm like, okay, this can't be that bad, right? No, they were ripping at me like I was the one that built everything. And man, it was nerve wracking because 
I didn't build everything, but these two people are yelling at me so convincingly. And it's just like, you know what? Yes, it's my fault. I broke everything. And later on, they found out that I wasn't the one that built it. And mm -hmm. they pretended like nothing ever happened. Oh. Nobody acknowledged the fact that a junior dev totally walked into the meeting unprepared, not knowing what he's supposed to do because they needed a body there. And I say that was the lowest bar of the craziest thing I had to do in terms of work. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I would have to say it's it seems like that's going to be where we're going to start with of this episode because I can just tell. Um, I know like one of another place that I worked for um, that's no longer around. Um, it was my first day and they were having computer problems and they're like, uh, Jim, we need to fix our, you know, fix our computer. And it's like, uh okay first day why am i the it person all of a sudden and i walk in and they're like yeah our you know mac computers aren't working uh we need you to fix them okay so i'm sitting there working on it trying to fix it and then they're like well we need to get this you know uh three band you know piece to start this evening and i'm like well where is you know what is this running through and he goes well can't you read it i'm like no, I need to know what machine you have plugged into the to the Mac so I know what we're going to be using so you know what equipment is going to go to what. And it's like these people act like I've been there all this time and I was like, first day, you know? It's kind of crazy that it's like all of a sudden it's like, oh, Jen, we need to do this. Jen, we need to do that. It's like, I'm an intern. <laughs> yeah, first day stuff and first week stuff is crazy because people assume that you're going to be doing more than you should have. And it's like, I just got here. Yeah. Uh, can you guys ease me in? Which probably is not a thing. Mm -hmm. And the next thing you know, you're wound up in all this crazy stuff. But the next story I got actually is also deals with computers. This one time I was told to actually take apart a computer and get a fix up. It was a full-blown tower. It was running Windows. And it. this story seems normal, but when I opened up the computer, there was yellow dust in that computer. <gasps> like, there was so much yellow dust, I could not see the hardware inside the computer. And what makes it crazy is that the dust had this very distinct smell of cherry cigarettes and what it was terrible like i'm cleaning apart this computer filled with yellow dust that smells like cherry cigarettes and i'm wondering to myself am i secondhand smoking here because <laughs> this really does smell like cigarettes like someone lit a cigarette in front of me but granted this computer has been sitting in that corner for probably years in order to collect that much dust be yellow and smell like cigarettes oh oh is that nasty oh no thank you no thank you yeah you want to talk about a health hazard much yeah just a tiny bit yeah it's just crazy some of these places that you worked at or you're like i can't believe this is really going on <laughs> um one of the places I worked for, it's a, it's a great, awesome place. I learned a lot, especially on this day. Um, there was, uh, I was working for a theater at the time, and it had live water going through it. 
that sounds dangerous. Ah, uh, yeah, you would think so. But they were like, no, we got to have, you know, live water because their whole scene, they're working at a mill and stuff like that. And it's like, can't you fake it? You know, you're thinking. And they all are body mic too. And they're playing with water. And one day, uh, one of the actors got a little carried away while doing the scene. And the day could not be any worse as it was. Um, the pit, the um, mics were going out, and I was being raced down to the orchestra pit and fixing some stuff. And then all of a sudden, you saw this guy's mic go out. This guy might go out. This one went out. The guy was close enough to three people that he threw enough water into all three of their um, bottom mics. And it's right here. You know, they had the mic right by the, their ear right here. And with that in mind, he just fried it. Wow, that is dangerous. Yeah, he fried that little piece that they have right here next to their ear um, and just blew out like hundreds of dollars of like just microphones. So by the end of the night, you know, my boss is like freaking out. He couldn't figure out why it was not returning back on, why all of a sudden they all went dead, three of their mics and stuff like that. And he was like up there seeing if like electricity got up to them or whatever the case was. And I said, oh, no, one of the actors got a little carried with the water. You could just see steam coming out of my boss's ears like, Okay. And he just walked off left stage. <laughs> oh, man. He, he was done. He was done for the day. Oh, yeah, he was. And it was just like now they had to call and try to get three new pieces for three new actors. Man, that is nuts. I mean, the farthest extent of me, well, maybe. The farthest extent of me seeing anybody kind of get that mad was at uh, a game studio I worked at for a short time where I was, I believe when I was there, I was working on a really big project and I came in towards the end. And what I was in charge of was testing it, fixing up any of the minor bugs that were happening. And that was all I really had to do. One day, the boss called me into his room and he rained hard on me. And I was so confused. I was like, why am I getting yelled at all of a sudden? Why is his face so red? And he goes, we just had to show this to a client and nothing works. And it's like, what do you mean nothing worked? All I did was QA what you gave me and fix up what was supposed to get fixed. The build you were showing them wasn't even the build I was working on. Why am I getting yelled at? <laughs> And so he just let it go right there. And everybody was like, yeah, this happens all the time. Don't worry about it. And it's like, wait, what do you mean it happens all the time? And the person who was actually working on it felt so bad. Mm -hmm. He ended up working a weekend to get it fixed. And it was like at that point, it was just like, why are you working a weekend to get this fixed again? And he goes, well, because those bugs in that build, that was actually my particular bug. So it's like, oh, okay. So I'm hoping this was just a thing that would blow over. No, the next week went by. The same thing was happening. I got yelled at in front of everybody at that point. Uh-oh. And it was just like, yeah, this place isn't cut out for me because clearly you're yelling at me for stuff I didn't do. You gave me a specific task to work on. 
on a different branch. That's what I did. Why are you yelling at me for work I'm not doing? And so at that point, uh, another person from the team was like, yeah, again, this happens all the time. He's not aware of like all the stuff everybody's working on. And it's like, you know, for an owner, that doesn't make sense. It sounds like he's just venting at us for anger stuff. And clearly that was a red flag. I, I legitimately think that was one of the craziest moments I had working at a nine to five place. <laughs> and that's probably why I no longer want to. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Probably just stuff we've seen or were part of that you just, you know, see some of these things and you're like, um, okay. That was a little frightening or, you know, um, yeah, there was been there's been some very interesting stuff. Even just working for a regular job, um, you know, putting to, you know through school, or it was like when you're in you know high school and stuff like that. So, um, and it was funny. Uh, this one time, uh, I was this was my first job, and my dad got it for me, and uh, my dad was the third highest person in the company. He was the paper buyer. And uh, when my dad wasn't there, I was able to use his office, which he shared with two other guys who worked beneath him and everything that helped him out. And so um, this one lady wanted me to help her with some of um, what they do is it's like this film and they layer it from top, you know, all the way. So what you're going to see when you get the catalog and everything. So and she wanted me to pull it apart so they can see each film individually. And it's like, okay, cool, fine. So um, it was a lot easier to sit at my dad's desk because he had this monster desk, like kind of like, I am king of the mountain. Yes, I am. That's why they have the little desks over there. <laughs> <laughs> so so I had, I'm sitting behind my dad's desk putting this last thing together for this one lady and everything like that. And there was literally this other guy who I guess just started in the company and um, he came up into the office and he says, yeah, I'm looking for somebody for Kleinberg. And I'm like, that would be me. And they're like, and this guy goes on about an order. And I'm like, um, sir, are you looking for Ken Kleinberg or Jennifer Kleinberg? And he goes, well, uh, I was told Kleinberg. Okay, if you're looking for an order of paper, that would be my dad. I'm just, you know, here to work on the smaller projects around here. And he goes, oh, I thought you were the one in charge of all this. I'm like, no, I'm not in charge of what paper is going to be running for what job. I mean, that's kind of awesome that he thought you were in charge of it because one, one of the things that... 16-year-old running around, you know, in charge. Yeah, one of the things that happened to me quite a lot a few years ago when I first started working in like the web design industry and everything was people didn't go to me because I was too young so they didn't assume I was holding a certain position so there was one time actually where I, I had to have been 24 I'd say at the time or something like that and I was put in charge of uh, lead dev because I knew what I was doing mm -hmm. and I showed them what I had for two years before even moving up to that position. And we were interviewing a person. The person thought I was just doing a general interview for them. 
And he, of course, was just making it sound good enough until the boss sat down. Then he, like, put on his best suit, said everything he needed to say. And at the time, I did not interview enough people to kind of knew what I was doing. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, this person is going to be great. He's going to be a great fit for the company. He's going to do a lot of good work. And comes time where we were doing development work, I've assigned him a couple tasks. And I remembered he got them done pretty quickly. And he never actually checked in with anybody. And I'm like, um, hey, can you check in with me? What's, what's going on? Are these tasks done? And he goes, I don't need to check in with you. And I'm like, um, may- maybe we got off on the wrong foot here. I'm, I'm the one leading the team. I need to know what's going on. He goes, you? No, you're too young. And it was just like, whoa. It's discrimination. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do at this point. And so because it's the first time I've had this happen, I'm just like, maybe this is a first time thing. Maybe he doesn't know in the lead. And so I tried to play the sneaky. I sent him an email with my position in the signature because yeah. I didn't know any better. I don't even know how to do any of this stuff. <laughs> or let me backtrack. I didn't know what I was doing to handle the situation. And so that kept up. Then things got a little bit better. And so when he sent his invoice, um, I'm the one that collects and approve everybody's invoice because I'm monitoring the project hours and everything. Mm-hmm. He sent it straight to the boss. And I asked him, hey, where's your invoice? Totally ignored me. He goes, I sent it straight to the boss. I'm trying to get paid. And it's like, no, you send it to me so we can approve the hours. Mm-hmm. It clearly says in you know the onboarding thing that I'm approving everything, send it to me. Right. And he totally ignored me. Jeez. Didn't respond back. And then my boss messaged me. And he was like, hey, why am I getting his invoices? And I'm like, okay, this is a long story. Let me explain everything to you. Mm-hmm. And so I've explained everything to him. The boss had a talk with him. And then I assumed everything at that point was going to be fine. Yeah. I guess the guy wasn't happy that someone was young, someone younger than him was leading. He left the very next day after that email was sent out. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, I I mean, I don't think I've ever had the problem with age. It was more of I'm a female, and uh, like my friend uh, that we went to school at Columbia College too, and. You know, we you know we ran through the same program, but he he was fortunate that he got to know a, a big famous band, and he was able to go on a summer tour with them. And but he's like, hey, Jen, you want to you know try this out and you know for a few days and see if you like it. He goes, I know you're doing live sound too, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that sounds great, you know. So because it's like, how do you get touring experience in school? You know, you don't. You know, you're not on the road with you know ACDC or something. You know, <laughs> that that would be quite an internship experience. Oh, my God. Do you know how many people probably would sign up for that then? Just, you know, for any program. And it's like, I, I don't do sound, but I want to sign up. <laughs> so. Um, but, yeah, uh, so I got to go on tour with these guys and it was really great. The The guys of the band were really great. Everybody was very supportive, except the head engineer who is running house would not speak to me. Not at all. Not once. And so I'm talking to my friend Awesome, and he's, you know, and we're talking, and he goes to me, and he says, um, 
you know, what's kind of going on? And I said, well, you know, this guy over here, you know, is not even looking at me, would not speak to me. And he goes, yeah, he's got a problem with females trying to be in the field and stuff like that. And I'm like, guess it's his problem, not mine, you know. But it's like in this day and age, this is what kind of goes on, you know. Nobody else gave me a hard time, not a single person, just this guy. And he, if he would talk, he would talk to my friend, like, over me and say, well, this has got to be done. That's like the equivalent of me looking at someone next to you and be like, can you tell this person to do this for me? Exactly. Exactly. So it was just kind of like I wasn't there. I was like this wall, you know. So and and it was it was a little frustrating. So that was probably the one time I was like, yeah, I don't want to put up with this today. But at the same time, I'm still glad I got the experience, you know, and realized I'm like, I don't think I want to be anywhere on tour because it's like you don't even know what city you are in, you know, and you're the first one there and you're the last person out, you know. It's kind of like, eh. But, I mean, it's a great experience. Yeah, and, I mean, it's, it's kind of good just kind of like thinking about what you're willing to do and what you're willing to not do. Because mm -hmm. for me, uh, the one thing I run into a lot when I was contracting and freelancing at different places was the clients were mean. So this is a recurring theme here, if you haven't noticed. I get yelled at a lot, <laughs> and it's not my fault. I can say that for sure because the clients sometimes are really aggressive and cranky when they don't get what they want when they paid for what they wanted. <laughs> so uh, one of the agencies I was at for a very long time, we had a, an app project. So we had to make a client an app. We recorded the meetings. We wrote down the specs for what they wanted. And everything was developed up to par with what he was expecting. Like the first 10 meetings we had with him scattered throughout the years mm -hmm. or the years, the year was fantastic. He was super happy with what he wanted. And the last meeting was like, yeah, I am happy to publish this. Uh, so if you guys can go back, finalize everything, let's meet again, go to the app one more time and let's get this done. I was super happy. That was the first mobile app project I was working on and clients happy. Everything was going smooth. We come back to the meeting and as I was showing him things again, he was acting like he saw it for the very first time. Uh-oh. So it was making me wonder at that point if he was even paying attention at all during those meetings. <laughs> as we were scrolling through each of the screens showing on the app, his face just got redder and redder. And as I'm noticing this, I'm getting scared <laughs> until he blew up on me. Like this guy was so mad. He was shaking. Everything was wrong. It wasn't what he wanted. And the boss I had at the time was just watching. I'm like kicking him <laughs> under the table like, hey, tap in. I don't know how to handle this situation. I've never dealt with this. You've worked in here. I need you right now. Mm -hmm. And he's just letting it happen. And it was just like... I can't, I can't do this. I am talking, trying to calm him down. And eventually, the boss finally said something. And he was like, yeah, we'll get that taken care of. And I'm looking at him like, what do you mean we're going to get that taken care of? Like, everything we just showed him, he approved. Right. So the guy calmed down, and we decided to regroup at another date. And outside uh, the building we were meeting at, I was like, hey, what was that? You were supposed to have my back. 
And he was telling me like, well, if he doesn't like it, then we'll just get it fixed up. And it's like, uh, but he paid for this project already. And I know I'm not in the right to like say all of this because I'm just a dev. Right. But where's the budget for this coming from? Like, we're clearly not going to be working the extra hours here for something he approved already. And he goes, yeah, we're not. So get it done. I left. No regret. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, those are those are pretty, you know, when you're willing to walk away from those kinds of things and you just know that you felt like, yeah, that was a good thing. Like um, one of the theaters I worked out of for just internship. I'm glad I did it. Um, but my teacher once said, you either are a theater person or you are not. He goes, there is no in between. And I'm thinking, oh, I like going to the theater. You know, I don't see what the problem would be until you start working theater and you go, yeah, yeah it's not for me. It's not for me. <laughs> you know, um, so they liked me so much where I was, you know, internshipping. They're like, they wanted to add another six months to my internship. And I'm like, thanks, but no thanks. It's time for me to move on to the next gig. You know, I appreciate they're like, oh, but, you know, we would really like you to stay on. And I'm like, yeah, time for me to move on to the next gig because it was like I had enough. I learned all that I think I'm going to learn right now from this. I got to just move on. It's it's almost crazy how, like, when you first start out in the industry that you're in, I'm pretty sure a lot of people are dealing with, like, what we're dealing with. We start out with, like, some of the most insane things we have never heard of before that we would thought never, ever happened. <laughs> yeah. And as you're moving up, you deal with more of that stuff, but in a different area. Like, for me... I think the top craziest things I've had to do at work so far, which, by the way, does not involve people yelling at me, so I'm super happy I don't <laughs> deal with that no more, was I was told, hey, you got to make Facebook in a month for me. And it's like, what? Because what? The, the role I have for that company specifically was a rapid prototyper. So they tell me an idea they want to do, and I rapidly prototype it with a team so we can make sure it's something we want to pursue or not. But rapidly prototyping all of facebook or just facebook period it's like do do we really have to prototype a facebook there's like multiple platforms out there i don't think we should be competing if we're not in this industry right she was so determined she was like no you rapidly prototype this in a month and i'm just like i i i can't do that in a month mm -hmm. that's a lot of work to do in a month and it's just like um if you want to get close we can give you maybe a vertical slice who's on this project who's helping me it's just you. Um, I would say about a year later. Yeah, that's what I told her. It would realistically take a year over if you just want anything that crazy to a reasonable amount. No, she was determined. She <laughs> was very determined. And after a month, I showed her what I had. And she goes, this isn't done yet. And I'm like, I told you, it's not going to be easy. <laughs> And so her solution was to hire a bunch of interns and randomly throw them at the project. And it's like, no, no, you you don't understand. The more interns we hire, the more I have to get them up to speed with what's going on before they can even work on the project. Granted, what I'm saying, interns coding, 
interns coding. <laughs> they don't code. They're there to learn. <laughs> and I mean, people can argue with that, but if it's like, especially if it's a free internship, right. they're there to learn the process of everything, not free labor. Right, exactly. And that's the thing a lot of, you know, places, I don't think they realize that. And, you know, um, I think after a while, I think uh, places take advantage of that, you know. Um, like for my career for um, sound, you know, your job like or like your payment where a lot of places will pay their, their interns, we're not paid. Your payment is your knowledge. Yeah. Go clean that toilet and uh, go clean that floor and uh, could you go and get us some food and stuff like that and it's what you, how to learn to deal with, you know, clients and that's what you're supposed to be doing. See, and that's the weird thing because I actually had to do that before. The internship that I worked was paid, thankfully. Mm -hmm. And so when you're paying an intern, I think you can actually get away with giving them actual company work because they're being paid as an employee. But I felt like a maid at that point because I was cleaning for everybody. It's like, so when do I actually get to code? Because exactly. the position I was applying for for this internship specifically said I would get to code. Mm -hmm. And they go... Oh, you can code after you're done cleaning, but if I'm spending like half the day doing all this stuff for you, am I really doing an internship? Exactly. Exactly. And that's where it comes down to it. Oh my gosh. Um, though I did have some good ones that um, I got to be on the project. I didn't get paid to be on the project, but I didn't care. It was actually a really good deal. Um, it was for a big time, you know, band that came in. Uh, I got a phone call on a Saturday morning, and they're like, hey, Jen, um, can we put some equipment in your room, and we kind of need you for a project. And I'm like, okay, you know, how long do you guys need me for for the day? And they're like, well, we don't know, and we can't tell you. Now you're, like, suspicious, like, uh, what is this about, you know? And they're like, we'll tell you when you get here, but we can't tell you. I'm like, Okay, so I get there, and I find out, you know, big-time band comes in, and I'm like, oh, my God, and I'm like, this is who we're recording for today, and they're like, yeah, you can't tell anybody that they're here, you know, doing this, you know, album, and I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem, I don't have a problem, and so all of a sudden, this record label guy hands me a paper, and it's a contract that you cannot speak this to anybody, and the best part was one of the lines was, you cannot take pictures. <clears throat> I remember this well. You cannot take pictures of their family, their friends, their friends, their equipment, or their pets. So I go to my friend, and I'm like, are their pets going to be here today? That we have to worry about taking pictures of their pets? And, you know, and he goes, no, just sign it. Just sign it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> So I had a sign saying, yes, I will not disclaim that every, you know, to everybody out in the world that they're here. So, um, so we would go in for the session, the three of us, I got to watch and I get to, you know, they're like, Jen, you know, hit this over here at this time. Okay, great. No problem. So this is great experience. Right. And they're behind us. And I'm like, I am a little freaking out, you know, cause I'm like thinking, oh my God, oh my God, you know? Um, and you're trying to be cool about this. You're trying to be very, very cool. Internal squeal. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I am totally cool, but I'm about to have a heart attack, you know? <laughs> so 
we were doing like three, you know, songs. And then all of a sudden they said, okay, we want to listen. Which all of a sudden I see my other two guys get up and they're like waving to me like, Jen, come, you got to come with us. And I'm like, okay, I'm not understanding. They want to hear how, how they're going to hear if we're out there. You know, and we walk out and they close the door. I'm like, um, I'm a little confused. They're, they want to hear it, but we have to be out here and they in the control room. And they're like, yeah, it's, it has to do with the record label guy and they have to go through all of it and they, they don't want us to hear. This is going to be a long day. <laughs> Granted, you just signed the strictest contract ever. Yep. Yep. And we still couldn't sit there and hit the playback button so they could hear and go over what they did and did not like or things that they need to improve on. We cannot hear any of that. That's like telling somebody the graphic design, but they're not allowed to look at the graphic because it's heavily copyrighted. Exactly. Which makes no sense, but that's as much sense as it's going to make. Yeah, exactly. So that, that was a, a very weird day because you would have to stop, wait for a while, wait for them to go, okay, you can come on back in, go through it again, or go over whatever they felt that needed to be changed or they wanted to redo or whatever the case was. Um then we we would have to do it. But it, it like really slowed down the process of, you know, doing that album because it was like, you know, you guys are slowing us down here, you know, because it really, you want to keep the flow going up. If you're stopping all the time, you're actually slowing yourself down. So, and I just find that funny. But it was just like, I can't believe we have to be kicked out of the control room because we can't hear what they're talking about. Okay. Hey, hey, Jen, can you bump up the volume for the soundtrack by 0.1 so it sounds a little better? Exactly. And do it only for like 10 seconds and make sure it goes back down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like weird things like that. I, I, I'll have to admit that was like really crazy that I'm like, I can't believe I'm going through this. But at the same time, obviously, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> yeah. And that's all we have time for for today. So before we close out this podcast, Jen, do you have any last words? Last words. Last words. Um, no matter where you work, it's crazy. Touche.